Hi, welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And we are a little show called Solid Steps Radio. And we are a show for men by men talking about things from a man's perspective which is kind of scary sometimes, I would think, to a lot of people, especially <laughs> <Yeah>. women. <laughs> uh, but hey, we're a show that we, we want to talk about the things that a lot of guys do not talk about. We, a lot of guys will talk about sports and weather and politics, and all those have a place, especially in today's culture of what's going on in social media and in the world through social media. But we want to have be a little bitty speck <laughs> in a much bigger area that we'll talk about the things of God. And we, our name of our show is Solid Steps Radio, meaning we would think you believe that you as a man are fulfilling your destiny by walking with Jesus Christ and step with him as your king. And as a man that you're fulfilling that destiny to so what does a manhood look like? Well, it looks like involving Jesus. So we are going to um, talk today about a topic that is, if if talking about the things of God is is uncomfortable for men. This is even more uncomfortable men, uh, for men. We're not talking about uh, things you talk about uh, as far as what does it mean to be free? Now, when I say that, if you're a Christian and you're listening to this, you think, hey, I've been baptized. I'm good, right? I'm free. But are you walking in freedom day to day, in and out of life, in relationships? Are you living free? And so today we're going to talk about what it means to live in Christ, but also to live in freedom. So, Chad, uh, I don't know if you have uh, remember Dr. Neil Anderson said to, uh, you know, over the years that the vast majority of Christians are truly born again, but they're not walking in freedom. And I remember, I think it was, I don't know if it was at a conference that I was listening to him, but he said that I think upwards of 70 plus percent of all Christians do not walk in freedom. Mm. And so uh, today we're going to talk about what it means to be free, and we're going to use uh, we're going to introduce a, uh, to you listeners a tool that actually I have used for decades, uh, probably two plus decades. I've used uh, it's called the Steps to Freedom in Christ. Uh, it's written by Dr. Neil Anderson. D uh, Neil Anderson is also the author of The Bondage Breaker. He's also the author of Victory Over the Darkness. And uh, he's the author of this little booklet that uh, take that uh, we take uh, guys through. Chad, uh, when just uh, curious, when were you first introduced to this? I think you introduced it to me probably. Gosh, it has been seven, eight years ago, approximately. Yeah, so and about so, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, and so and we have a guest uh, who's come in. He was introduced. Clay, how how long ago did I introduce this to you? Kurt, it was right at two years ago. We were uh, we were um, planning to ready to go to Africa, and uh, yes, I introduced it to you, and there, and you went through it with how many guys that day? Six to eight of us, uh, many of whom I brought. Yes, so it was, it was a small group. Yeah, it was. Uh, you had <clears throat> brought these guys, and we just walked through. It was an introduction. I, I think I made you go through it for uh, kind of a to get ready for the Africa trip. We were on our way to what country? We uh, spent a week in Burkina Faso, West Africa. And we had an incredible experience. And uh, But uh, this show is not about Burkina Faso and Western Africa. It's really about uh, freedom. And uh, But we used actually this tool uh, while we were in Burkina Faso. And so uh, 
but my question to you is, uh, uh, Clay, as we get or getting started here, how in the world? Uh, what, what was your thoughts as is before you were thinking about taking this freedom appointment? Because listeners, uh, when you go through a freedom appointment, it takes typically about four, three to four hours to go through this process. And uh, what was going through your mind that morning when we went through it? Well, Kurt, I'd say leading up to it, um, the impetus for me to do it was was your recommendation, Kurt. I've participated in uh, other ministries that you've led, and I've been blessed by all of those. So um, your recommendation was important. Uh, as you mentioned, we had spent uh, quite a bit of time meeting, preparing to go to uh, to Africa together. <clears throat> Pardon me. We knew that this was going to be a course that was going to be taught there. Uh, talk some about what spiritual warfare looks like uh, globally, including Africa. Um, <clears throat> and um, this was an opportunity to really consider uh, what does what does spiritual warfare look like here in the states for. Uh, an adult Christian male, a lifelong Christian. What's that look like? So, so Clay, when when uh, when we walked through that, we took about four hours to kind of unpack seven steps that help us move toward, you know, a greater freedom in our walk with Christ. Um, did you anticipate what 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 unique promptings did you have that morning, or even? after uh after the experience was there anything that stuck out to you for me it's a reminder that um it's easy to grow complacent even for a mature christian mm. that um uh despite uh giving life to christ uh having the confidence of salvation that comes through the through the gift of of grace um that despite that and really because of that, Satan Satan ramps up his attacks and Satan's lies, Satan's deceptions, uh, his attacks are uh, they're they're calculated, they're consistent, and um, we need to be prepared both offensively and defensively to uh, align ourselves with God and uh, thwart those attacks. Yeah, you know, uh, scriptures talks about. Um in one translation, it's called the wiles of the devil, or you can, you can translate it strategies of the devil. Um, another piece of scripture in Second Corinthians chapter two calls the enemy's schemes. Um, in First Timothy and Second Timothy, it talks about the trap and the traps of the devil, and and so this tool, steps to freedom in Christ, is a way to examine a person's life historically and and then how and then how do we look at all of that and then move towards freedom and the enemy is all about um uh he understands our tape our our video he 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 has got video on us and he knows our tendencies he knows our weaknesses he knows our patterns of living and and many times we as Christians are not really fully aware. And uh, so that's the, the process of going through uh, the steps to freedom in Christ. Um, uh, Clay, when uh, 
you, you mentioned, I think to me the other day, you still periodically, um, even review this booklet. Talk about that just for a minute. Well, I do. Um, Kurt, there's one particular area that I, I really visit the most, mm-hmm. and uh, that is uh, declarations or statements of truth. Um, your call to participate in the show with you uh, was a timely request for me because uh, it reminded me how rich the time was that we spent uh, in the, the meeting that we had two years ago. And... Um, so I need to I need to pour back into uh, the material really front front to back, which I have not done uh, as much uh, recently. But something I have done since since that time a couple of years ago is to uh, regularly read uh, the ten or eleven statements of truth, declarations of truth. These are scripture based uh, fundamental truths that we as Christians should cling to and tether to. Um, as part of our foundation, our anchoring in Christ. And uh, I tend to be a a pretty foundational, back-to-basics type guy, so I relate to that, and it's something I do regularly. So I'm going to have you, in our next segment, I'm going to have you read to our listeners a couple of those uh, just powerful statements that you review, um, because I think uh, we as Christians, we— to as a part of freedom, as we walk in freedom, we have to remind ourselves. That's why I think the Bible says that we are to renew our minds, that we are to take every thought captive. But we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to have, I'm going to have you read those next, next segment. So in the next few segments, we're going to unpack. Now, Neil Anderson says there's seven steps, and we're not trying to formulize anything. Neither is he. And by the way, we're not associated with Neil officially, but we're just two people who have, have gone through this. You've taught this, Kurt, for a, a number of years. And we're going to go through these seven steps to talk about, uh, it's really a, a spiritual checkup. Are you believing real things or unreal things? Are you practicing truth or untruth? All, all these different types of steps. And we're going to uh, walk through these. And I would challenge anybody who's listening to ask yourself these questions and to see what the answers are and to see, are you in bondage to anything? Because it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So we're going to take a break, be back for three more segments to talk about what it means to be free, to have freedom in Christ here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell. That is Kurt Satter. We're here with our buddy Clay, and we are talking today about freedom in Christ, the steps of freedom by Neil Anderson, who's the author of that. But before we do that, we want to thank our sponsors, Ellen and Credit Union. They've been around since the beginning of our show and a long time in this community in the Louisville area, if you have any personal checking account needs, business checking account needs, loans, l and Credit Union can help you out. Vision First Eye Care, if you need to see, don't we all, then Vision First Eye Care can help you with glasses, contacts. They are as good as they get when it comes to eye care. We want to thank Rod Rollo and his crew for that. And then Bright Star Home Care, if you know someone who is needing to get some in-home care, whether it is once a week or 24-7 care. That is a tough season to be in. And if you need some help in that area and not knowing where to go, Bright Star Home Care can take care of that. So you just said that Neil Anderson, um, he's not, what, what did you say? He's not the, uh, it's Jesus who sets us free, dude. <laughs> <laughs> not I, Neil Anderson. I said he's the author of the book <laughs> named Freedom in Christ. So, yes. So, um, 
Uh, Clay, we talked about in at the last segment about um, how you have reviewed uh, some of the statements that are in this booklet, uh, basically right out of scripture, uh, declarations. Uh, throughout church history, uh, the church has made declarations regularly, um, pronouncing the truth of scripture, pronouncing the truth of, of God in his word. And uh, that's one of the things that we walk through in the steps of freedom in Christ. I wanted you to read uh, one of those declarations just so our listeners can get an idea of what we're talking about here. So would you would you go ahead and read uh, one of the declarations that you uh, periodically throughout the month review on your own and say it out loud? Sure, Kurt. This is a compilation of various uh, verses. I believe that the truth will set me free and that Jesus is the truth. If he sets me free, I will be free indeed. I recognize that walking in the light is the only path of true fellowship with God and man. Therefore, I stand against all of Satan's deceptions by taking captive every thought in obedience to Christ. I declare that the Bible is the only authoritative standard for truth and life. Um, I'm going to have you go ahead and read another one, too, and then I'm going to ask you a question. (laughs) I believe that the Lord Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth, and that he is the head over all rule and authority. I am complete in him. I believe that Satan and his demons are subject to me in Christ, since I am a member of Christ's body. Therefore, I obey the command to submit to God and to resist the devil. And I command Satan in the name of Jesus Christ to leave my presence. Okay, when when you read that, Clay, I, I think it was yesterday you mentioned to me that sometimes you just pull this out at your office. Um, now, you're a smart cookie. Um, you are an attorney. You're a CPA. Um, I don't even, Chad, that's more brain cells than you and I've got put together. Stop. And <laughs> Clay's a glutton. For, he's a glutton for punishment to be a CPA and an attorney. But Clay, what, what does that do to you when you read those out loud, those declarations? What, what happens to you? Or may, maybe I'm, I'm not saying an emotional experience happens, but what, what helps you as you read those out loud? Well, you know, foremost, um, my dependence has to be on Christ, and that's where freedom is found. Uh, we have the the benefit, the really the amazing uh, God in us through the Holy Spirit, through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and we need to call upon. We need to use Scripture, prayer, um, seeking the the guidance of the Holy Spirit who will lead us to truth. And that that's just personally something that I, that I try to do. And and yes, at times I'll, uh, when I pull these uh, statements or declarations out, I'll read it aloud for the sole purpose of using that offensively against Satan so that there's no, no uncertainty in his realm that, uh, that I'm surrounded and uh, under the control of, of Christ. 
Yeah, yeah I, the the power of saying it out loud, it, it it first of all it engages three of our senses: the senses of our mouth, the senses of our ears, and as we're reading, our, our eyes. There's something powerful about. I, I've t- told people for years, many times when we read scripture, we need to read it out loud. Um, the benefit of hearing the word of God. Romans 10 talks about when we hear the word of God, it, it produces faith in us. And so um, that's one of the things that we do in this four-hour segment of Steps to Freedom in Christ. But then there's, uh, the, there's the well, seven we steps. Don't, we don't have four hours. We have, uh, yeah, we only got... We're going to condense this down a little bit. So I'm, I'm going to kind of take the, the mic from Kurt a little bit and ask him some questions along with Clay. So let's just kind of jump in the, the steps as they say that, 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 uh, not Clay, Neil Anderson has laid out for here. And the first step is what he calls counterfeit versus real. What is an example, Kurt, in, in Neil Anderson's definition and really the biblical definition of what something that counterfeit that we could be practicing that's counterfeit? Well, I, you know, a lot of times we think it's even innocently and, and many times it is innocently, mm-hmm. but like, like for example, um, magic eight ball. Uh, some people may or may not know what that is, but um, that that would be something that we're beginning to move into the realm of darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's something a, a Ouija board, um, which can be uh, an, an innocent thing, maybe as a teenager or a young person, um, but uh, different <clears throat> types of things that we engage in. By the way. Uh, I, I've just recently helped someone walk through uh, Magic Eight Ball, and they did not understand. Uh, and there was some, there was some garbage kind of going on uh, of darkness that was kind of messing with them. Now, now I can just hear somebody who's listening to this show go, "Come on!" <laughs> I mean, come on! It is so innocent. Yeah. It is so. It's it's not a big deal. Yeah. Why is it? Um. The Bible says that we're not to be unaware of Satan's schemes. And so, you know, you know, palm reading or uh, um, astrology, reading horoscopes, those, those are things that the Bible says, stay away from that. It, it, uh, somebody asked, I talked to somebody about this before, and I said, you're basically just, oh, you're, you're playing, you're eating at the same table from, from darkness, when you do this, albeit you could be at the other end of the table, counterfeit things that seem innocent, but you're really opening a door. Is is that kind of what you're? Yeah, and then, then and I mean, I think that's why you know Clay, when when you went through it, and I was leading you guys through that, um, you know, for many for, for many Christians, there's a whole spiritual inventory of of you you check off like a Ouija board or uh, you know uh, Christian science or. Uh, Scientology or palm reading or, you know, any of these paganistic things and you, you just check them and then you begin to uh, pray through what is truth. And so what is the, the counter of that is you get counterfeit versus real. So what's the real aspect? What's the counter of counterfeit? Oh, it's what Clay said earlier. It's the truth of scripture and it's the truth of God. And, uh, and that's why we, when you do those things, you renounce them. Proverbs 28, 13 says, he who confesses his sins and renounces them finds mercy. So why would someone here, why would someone who says, man, listen, I, 
I, I did a Ouija board once 20 years ago. Okay, it's probably not what you would consider a stronghold. But what if someone says, man, I have been, I've been dabbling in these types of things for a long time. I thought Jesus's blood washed me clean of these things. Why do I need to confess them now? Uh, because most people haven't confessed them first. First of all, there's two types of confession. There's the confession of God vertical, First John 1, 9, he who confess, uh, can, when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But we forget the second part. And that's the horizontal confession. So there's this vertical confession, and then there's this horizontal. James 5, 16 says, confess your sins. And that's what we did with, with you, Clay, and, and when we led it over in Africa. Confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. So... Well, we, we could cover a whole show on that, but let's go ahead to step two before we take a break. But the second one is deception versus truth. How can a person not be in freedom because of deception? How can they be in bondage to that? Uh, well, if you look at the uh, ways that we can be deceived by the world, ways that we deceive ourselves, mm -hmm. And ways that we wrongly defend ourselves. And we specifically unpack all of that right. in that four-hour um, experience. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break, talk a little bit more about this one. But we've got four more, uh, five more to cover in the next couple of segments. So we're going to knock those out. But we're going to take a break. And if you hear something in here that thought, oh, wait a minute, I, I may be living in some, some am I, could I live, be living in bondage? Well, the enemy is a liar. So he's really good at deceiving people to thinking that they're in freedom, but they're not. So we're going to take a break, come back shortly, talk more about this real fun stuff, right? <laughs> but important to be walking in freedom. So we will come back here shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Satter. We are talking today about the seven steps of freedom to freedom in Christ by author Neil Anderson. And uh, the first couple segments we're going to re review here in a second. But before we do that, we want to thank our sponsors, Frank Enterprise. If you have any septic issues, if you've got any type of water drainage problems outside your home, Frank Enterprises can take care of that, including landscaping. SouthernSmokeCatering.com, my personal favorite sponsor, because uh, it tastes so darn good. They are a catering-only barbecue place that uh, SouthernSmokeCatering.com. They put some south in your mouth because you will not regret it. And then Dan Hart Financial, if you want to talk about your retirement from a biblical standpoint, what does it look like to be wise in retirement? Dan Hart Financial can take care of that. So the last couple of segments, we were talking about the first two steps to freedom in Christ. And the first one was the uh, counterfeit versus real, thinking and believing and participating in things that are counterfeit uh, worship, uh, maybe things of like, uh, Ouija boards and palm reading and things like just talking about spiritual things that are not of God. So that means you could be opening up your door to, to darkness and to some type of strongholds. The second one was deception versus truth and how uh, deception was really one of the key uh, tools that Satan uses against us in, in lying. Talk yeah. about that real quick. Well, you know, you know, Chad, a real cool illustration is how do the experts find counterfeit money? They don't zero in on the counterfeit. They zero in on the on what real money feels, looks like, mm -hmm. and they know it so well that they can identify the counterfeit so quickly. Mm -hmm. 
And that, that's our job as Christians. Our job as Christians is to know the truth. And I think what Clay said earlier, it quoted, and the truth will set you free. And the truth of scripture is essential. That's why uh, I, I think most, so many Christians aren't walking in freedom is because they don't know the truth of scripture. Right. They don't know the truth of God's word. And that's why Jesus saturated his life with truth. Right. So step three is bitterness versus forgiveness. Why would forgiveness be any way in any way, keep someone from walking in freedom? Well, second Corinthians chapter two says, uh, if we don't forgive, we are aligning ourselves into the, we are playing into the enemy's hands. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Clay, when we went through the steps to forgiveness, um, there's some things that you really highlighted. I think that you were going to bring up to our listeners. Well, I did. Um, one particular nugget that's been a takeaway for me is just the, the general reminding reminder that uh, the decision to forgive or not or not uh, results in uh, the consequence of either <clears throat> the bondage of bitterness or the freedom of forgiveness. And one thing that I remind myself from time to time, uh, <clears throat> we don't heal in order to forgive. We forgive in order to heal. Mm. So forgiveness is a precedent or a condition of healing. It's not a matter of kind of getting in the right mindset and then deciding, well, it's time to forgive, but the forgiveness precedes the healing. Yeah. And, and we, we also talk about the, the forgiveness is not forgetting. Um, forgiveness is a choice. You know, it's a decision of the will. It's something that God commands us to do. And when we choose not to do it, we are, we, we can easily slip into bitterness. So, um, when you went through it, Chad, mm -hmm. what? I think the biggest, hardest part for me was to figure out, okay, who do I need to forgive? Is yeah. there, I, I just kind of assumed well, there's nobody who's done me wrong. But then when you start looking back in your life, there's been somebody who's done you wrong. Yeah. Start in your home. How'd mom and dad do? <laughs> that, those are probably the first wounds we ever receive unintentionally, some intentionally, unfortunately, by some people, but mostly it's unintentional. Yeah, and so you look at generational wounds and hurts and things that just kind of go down the line. So there, when you start looking into who, who do I need to forgive, that can be kind of... Chad, I've, I've led hundreds of people through this and I have never had anyone get to the step three, the forgiveness piece and say, ah, piece of cake, no, uh, you know, we pray through and you kind of think through, give them time to reflect right. historically in their life. There's always someone that kind of pops up that they maybe haven't fully forgiven. Mm -hmm. One of the things I, I, I say as I walk through this with, with folks is if it doesn't hit the emotional core of who you are, if there's, it doesn't hit an emotional piece of who you are, you're probably not working through the full forgiveness aspect of it. Right. Because to forgive, it, 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 it's, it's painful, and we've, it, we have to release it, but uh, we have to release the person. Right. So the fourth step in this uh, seven steps is rebellion versus submission. Those are two words that 
Uh, I know most people just have this gag reflex of submission. Like that's a bad word. Talk to talk to me what rebellion looks like in 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 living in bondage. Well, I, you know, we pray this prayer. We pray it out loud together as a group. It says, Dear Heavenly Father, you have said that rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. I know that I've not always been submissive, but instead I have rebelled in my heart against you at times, against those who you have placed in authority over me in attitude and in action. Lord, please show me all the ways that I have been rebellious, and I choose now to adopt a submissive spirit and a servant's heart. In Jesus' name, amen. And, and, and it, gives the, it gives folks the opportunity how they maybe have done civil government and disobeyed civil government. Right. Um, parents, step-parents, guardians, teachers, coaches, school officials. You know, the, the, I mean, the, there's a host of... And if you kind of begin to think through that list of people, there's like, uh, like on the way here, Chad, um, were you, Clay, on the way here, did you guys, uh, did you guys speed or anything? Well, I got into some traffic behind a wreck, so no, I didn't speed that, but <laughs> to that point. Uh, I mean, I was just pulled over by a cop this week. And because um, so he wanted to pray with you, or yeah, he called. He just it? pulled up. He said, "You know, I know that guy's a pastor, and I just, I just want him to pray with me." Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I think the level of rebellion in our life is uh, we don't know how rebellious we are. No, we have a gag that that just that absolute reflex of us is to rebel against authority. I don't have to teach any of my kids to rebel against me. They do a pretty good job themselves. What well, uh, What about you, Clay? Well, it's interesting that you asked the question, um, given recent events, and I, I regularly um, recite Romans 13.1 to myself, uh, everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there's no authority except that which God has established. It's the authorities that have been established have been established by God. Um, so I recite that regularly, but given recent events... Um, uh, I've been um, not pleased with some of our leaders, but uh, they've they've been ordained, and I need to give them the respect that they're due. And we we have to uh, what Paul says to Timothy: we need to pray for our leaders, pray for them, and sometimes it can be a struggle to submit and to obey and not have rebellion in our hearts. So that, that's that's step number four. So what is what does biblical submission look like, especially in the in the context of of an individual walking with God? What does submission look like? Well, it's what Jenna does with you. Um. <laughs> what a dumb example! Give me another one. Um, it's what it's. <laughs> That's what I was trying to avoid. Or well, let's let's go there. Mutual submission, right? As in a relationship with an individual, I'm submitting to her. She's submitting to me. Yeah. That's a horizontal. But what about? Is this talking about vertical submission? Like, is this rebellion against God and submission with God, or is this absolutely okay? What's that look like? What's the submission look like when, when we are when we are struggling to submit to the authorities over us on earth? We, in essence, are also struggling to submit to the authority of God, hmm. and because God is sovereign and God uses even foolish and even wicked people in authority over us 
Uh, and Paul says in Romans, what Clay just quoted, Romans 13, that we are to submit to the governing authorities over us. And, uh, and we're supposed to have a, uh, a heart of submission, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. It comes out of Ephesians 5. So that's step four. And, you know, uh, most, most times people, ch- there's a host of things you can check off and they, m- many people check off almost all of them. They struggle at some point with their parents or their, with uh, teachers or their boss, sometimes even church leaders. And that can be a, a real struggle. And, and by not submitting, that means we're not walking in freedom. Hmm. Well, we're going to take a break, come back for one fourth and final segment. And we've got three more to cover. And what does it mean to look like freedom in Christ? Uh, it's it, we, There's a role that we play. I think about something that um, Dallas Willard said, that grace is not opposed to effort, it's opposed to earning and then we're talking about what does our effort look like in walking in freedom. So we're going to talk about that in the fourth and final segment here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio, fourth and final segment. If you missed the first three, you missed a lot. Go to Facebook, SoundCloud, or iTunes, and you'll be able to hear all of our shows in their entirety. Thanks to our great sponsors of uh, Iroquois Family Dental. If you need a family friendly Family-Friendly Dental Office. Iroquois Family Dental can do that here in the Louisville area. they got two locations. Uh, Eric Veal and his crew will take care of you and your family. Uh, the Southeast Outlook, they are a publication that puts out what's going on but not only in our city but around the world and the work that God is doing. Uh, Veritech Generators. If you need a, a generator in the Louisville, Kentuckyana area, Veritech Generators can take care of you, whether it's pri- residential, commercial, if you need some electricity when everyone else doesn't have it, Veritech can take care of you. And then we have a new sponsor on our show, Executive Elevator. That is a company that basically helps individuals who want to stay in their home, but tackling their steps is tough. Uh, me being a realtor, I know that a lot of people have to move because they have they don't have a first floor master bedroom and they got to go up and down steps and that's tough. If you know somebody who wants to stay in their home, Executive Elevator can help them do that. And also I want to remind everyone, if you've been listening to this and you go, man, I'd like to actually go through that freedom in Christ, that freedom appointment, as they're called. You can go to furtherstillministries.org, furtherstillministries.org. On on July the 9th, Kurt is going to be leading one of these in person, four hours long. So uh, go to the website, furtherstillministries.org. Okay, first three segments we were covering, these steps, the freedom in Christ, the first uh, four steps, and just a quick review of those steps are the first one was the counterfeit versus real people who are living and practicing counterfeit religion versus the real faith. Uh, the second one is deception versus truth, believing and living and repeating and telling themselves maybe in their own self-talk deceptive lies versus the truth about who they are in Christ. The third one was bitterness versus forgiveness, holding on a grudge to someone and unforgiveness. Uh, that is like drinking poison and hoping the other person gets sick. <laughs> Um, rebellion versus submission, somebody who's just in rebellion of authority, whether it's they're running red lights and they have no remorse over it, or they're rebelling against God, they're living in rebellion versus submitting to the Lord, submitting to him. So the last three here, uh, this next one, which is one of those hot button ones, (laughs) I guess you could say, or a soft spot for many men is pride versus humility. How does pride keep us in bondage? Um, I, I'm, I'm just, 
I'm trying to be funny here, but not, uh, I'm told uh, <laughs> it's scary. Actually, when you I, say wanted, that. I wanted to ask you guys. I wanted to ask Clay. One of the signs that that uh, uh, about pride is finding it hard to admit when I'm wrong. Do, do you do you struggle with that? Um, yes, that would be just an, that would be an affirmative. Yeah. What about you, Clay? Uh, I do. But I you know do. What? I'm, I'm going to say something on the other side of that. Okay, the other spectrum. Yes. Another side of pride. Yes. I, my form of pride is not admitting that I'm wrong. My f- form of pride is admitting I'm wrong in everything I do and taking blame for things that I shouldn't do. Mm. It's my fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. I shouldn't have done it. That's a form of pride. That's the other spectrum of it, mm. right? Where it's, yeah. I never have any done anything wrong or everything is my fault. Well, that, the, that's the other, uh, one of the things that you could check. It says being more concerned about pleasing people than pleasing God. And that's that's a form of pride it by is. putting it's yourself in first. It, yeah. it, it is. Or thinking I'm more humble or more spiritual or more religious or more devoted than others. Um, Clay, when you went through this, anything that you checked that you want to share? <laughs> well, I'd say that um, oftentimes we disguise humbleness um, or we... We take the pretense of humbleness, deflecting questions. How can I help you? What do you need? And <clears throat> answering simply, well, I'm fine. I don't have any needs. And the source of that is pride. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I, I love the que- one of the questions is, um, how have I thought more highly of myself than I should? And I think all of us in some capacity struggle with that. that and that's just a, a level of pride in our lives, and that's a form of bondage. What's a biblical definition of humility? Um, I, I feel like you're fishing for something. No, I'm just asking. <laughs> if somebody says, what does true humility look like? Because some people want to give this false humility of, I'm just, I'm no good. Well, now you're starting to get into the realm of, that's not really humble, that's... Mm-hmm self-hatred and that may not be humility give me a give me a healthy version of humility uh, i mean uh, what would you say clay uh repentance yeah a, a repentant spirit mm-hmm. uh I, and i would say this uh deal moody said a, a a a day without prayer is a boast against god mm-hmm. and so when when we are not praying when we are not seeking god that that is walking in pride and humility says, it's the old hymn, Lord, I need thee every hour I need thee. Mm-hmm. And um, it's this constant dependence on God. God, I cannot do life on my own. I cannot do life by myself. I need the body of Christ. I need you, Heavenly Father. And I need to rely on the Holy Spirit. And that's, that's, a, that's, that's humility. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're, we're not, we're not mm-hmm. in charge we know that we allow him to be in charge. And so number six in the steps is, step six is bondage versus freedom, which this is called a freedom appointment, which is interesting. There's a seventh one after this, but number six is bondage versus freedom. What does bondage look like in someone who's, who gets up, they, are living a, they live in America, they've got money in their bank, they're healthy. How can they be in bondage? Um. Well, the Bible says to submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil and he will flee. And so the enemy is all about, um, you know, bondage. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that verse that I, one of you quoted earlier, Galatians 5, uh, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And then Paul goes on to say, do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And um, Read some of the, the examples he has. So, so it's like you know, stealing, swearing, lying, hatred, anger, sarcasm, complaining, I mean, jealousy, uh, I mean, cheating, avoiding responsibility, greed, materialism. Patterns of sin yes. that are you're either unrepentful of or unaware of. Is that a true statement? I mean, you could be living in bondage. And you read a couple of those things, and they thought, oh, wait a minute, I, am I? You know, sarcasm. I thought it was a spiritual gift. I'm pretty good at it. But the truth of the matter is, if you live in a constant state of sarcasm against people, you're really, you're kind of biting at them. And if you're in bondage to it, most people will think bondage of pornography or bondage of drug addiction, but there's some areas of our life that we could be in bondage to and not even aware of, right? Yeah, and there's a, yes, absolutely. In fact, Chad, I have gone through this myself. Mm -hmm. I've I've gone through it myself. I've led it um, a boatload of times. Every time I go through it, I check as well how I fall into these Mm -hmm. traps, into these sins. And, and that's why a, a church leader a while back said, you know what, every Christian, every Christian on the planet ought to go through this mm-hmm. process once a year. Right. Kind of like a spring cleaning in the house, right. only it's a spiritual, it's a soul cleaning. And then the last one, can I, which, go ahead, please, can I, uh, Just offer a comment on that point. Yeah. Um, and I'm not speaking this as an expert or just something I've tried to do. And um, just a, just a suggestion to mention, and that is, um, with respect to bondage, daily, what is your first thought? The moment that you wake up, what is your first thought? And give that time to God. Uh, just as soon as you wake up and you begin to start to think through things, give that time to God. Don't let... Uh, sinful or lies from Satan dominate that time. Start your day with go giving, vertical. It, giving it to God. Yeah, go vertical. Go, go to him. <clears throat> That's a good point. And the final step, and you would think that it would end with bondage versus freedom because that's the goal of freedom, but it's curses versus blessings. Talk about, in, in 30 seconds, curses, <laughs> and then talk about blessings. There's several different curses in the Bible. We curse ourselves. We're being cursed by others. We, we can be cursed by the enemy. Um, uh, but, but, but God's heart is, and even Jesus was cursed when he was ha- hanging on the cross. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we want the blessings of God. Mm-hmm. And to receive the blessings of God, we have to walk in the presence of God, in the peace of God. And uh, this is a great tool to help us do that. So, and as far as blessings go, really, we're called to be blessings to people. And and it says in Ephesians that every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm was given to us in Christ Jesus. So the Father has not withheld any blessings from us because He's given it to us in Christ. And we are called to be blessings and give blessings to other people. So we love talking about. We could keep going on and on. Uh, Clay, would you mind reading, wrapping up and praying us out with one of the daily prayers that, um, that, that is in the book, please? Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you as your children bought out of slavery to sin by the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
You are the Lord of the universe and the Lord of our lives. We submit our bodies to you as a living and holy sacrifice. May you and you alone be glorified through our lives and our bodies. We ask you now to fill us with your Holy Spirit. We continue to commit ourselves to the renewing of our minds in order that we may prove that your will is good, acceptable, and perfect for us. We desire nothing more than to be like you. Lord, we adore you. We pray and believe and do all these things in the wonderful name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we're going to uh, end the show with that because that's a great place to end. If you want more information on Freedom Appointments, go to furtherstillministries.org, furtherstillministries.org. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.